0: Boys and girls and nerds of all ages, I present to you the Notion Nerd Podcast. Presented by the British nerds with a rubbish sense of humour who talk about all things nerdy like Notion and productivity. The excitement will be unbearable. Hello and welcome to this next episode because it doesn't have a number. Could you plant planned. Peepees. Yeah. Welcome to the next episode of Notion Nerds. Today, we are having a lovely, lovely discussion about project and task management inside of Notion. There's a lot of people that both me and Danny experience as we kind of go around the Notion space where people say that project and task management cannot be done in Notion.
1: I do want to add a caveat there. Most people, when we say most people, it's most people that are new to the application. Those those that have used it, use it for task management, project management, but people coming into it go, can it be used for task management is it possible to do project management to which we say yes it is actually i know some advanced people
0: who have said no well intermediate people can they do (laughs)
1: formulas
0: (laughs) can you do project management very fast very easily if you have a workflow yes if you are just literally i need something to keep me organized Probably
1: not straight away. I mean, for those of you listening, this is around the time where I've been experimenting with ClickUp. And I think we're gonna get onto my space later on and how it's adapted slightly. And that way that may get a bit confusing. Going over audio. But in ClickUp, when you go in, everything is built for you because it's what I call a box app. It's uh, you open the box and this is all the stuff you've got, whereas Notion's more of like a, a Lego brick. It's like these are all the bits. Go build what you want. For those people that don't know how to build, don't want to build, or just want to get started straight away, something like ClickUp, Todoist, Trello, like a boxed app may work to start with. Not bloody Trello may work not
0: trello click up a proper project ma- i'm sorry i'm sorry trello users trello is not a project management app
1: that was just something that came to mind like asana Airtable. no don't even
0: go with asana that's <laughs>
1: not asana is task management ZenKit, stack by or stack b i don't know how you pronounce it but i don't yeah. know either.
0: but anyway besides, so, yeah like yeah. something any, like any ClickUp of those is like box good. apps I think the highest quality box app is ClickUp. If I didn't know my process and I was starting from scratch, I would still probably use Nation. No. If I yeah. wanted to just follow a structured way of working, I would go with ClickUp. If I didn't care about being able to do everything the way that I like it, if I had a, a very simple, Business, which is a load of nonsense, because there are no simple businesses. But I was going to say, where are you going with this? I'm, I'm, a, I'm going to moan. <laughs> but if you have a really like, you just want a very simple thing. You don't want to, you don't want to figure stuff out. Mm. You just want to be able to come in, do. Yeah, even notion still wins with that one. But still, if you're happy to, if you I like, think, I think it's all fun- down
1: to the setup. Mm. If you don't have the time to set it up or you don't have the money to get someone else to set it up for you, then a boxed app works. Or if you have specific use case needs that Notion, at the point of you going to Notion, doesn't fulfill. Like right now, Notion doesn't have an API. It's working on it. So if you need, I, I emphasize need an API now, then obviously Notion's going to be limited. But that's if you need it. And I not don't want
0: it. There's very much a difference between. Yeah. And I, I was going to say
1: like, would I like an API? Yes. Would it be useful? Yes. Do I need it? No. And and that's the difference for me. Some businesses need an API for whatever reason. I have not thought of a really good reason to need an API. Cause even with the, the, the integrations, do I need that? Or is that just a little bit of convenience? Would the, the question that comes to mind is does the API trump everything else that notion does well because if you're doing two systems i tried two systems don't do it (laughs) don't use two systems it's too stressful you're like because then you have to check two different checklists and that's just not fun
0: yeah yeah definitely and i there is a use case that i found with a client in a tech client in the past like they have so many different tiny interlinking systems and so when it comes to having lots of automated, tiny little things that has to be tracked. And yes, of course you could just create it in Notion, but it does involve manual work. And if you are a very busy per- like, and I don't mean just, oh, I'm so busy. I've got so much to do. But no, if you genuinely are really busy and you need that to... The API needs to have a huge big deal in your system. Mm. And like most things the API can do can be covered via good quality virtual assistant. Like mm-hmm. if you have your SOPs written properly, if you have <laughs> sorry, Rebecca. If you have your SOPs written well, if things are set up well, then you
1: know. She's gonna be listening as well because she'll be doing <laughs> she's gonna be she's gonna be editing this one. So she's gonna be like, yeah, I'll give you. SOPs. <laughs> She'll be but, sitting there going, um, excuse me, what what were you saying in that? <laughs> or sitting there giggling and laughing
0: at what you're talking about? She would be giggling and laughing at me right now. Anyway, sorry. Inward joke. In, in inward joke, inside joke. There we go. Inward. But yeah, if you Come have on. things native just- speakers, yeah, I know, which is great. I looked on the stream on s- suddenly just got a time of recording. <laughs> you know, yep. like- Glad I wasn't the only one who didn't understand the difference between oh, ascending and descending. Yeah, it was.
1: That's it. I think that was Lizzie. I think that was Lizzie when she was like, "I'm glad native English speakers don't understand ascending and descending sorts in Notion as well." <laughs> it's like you, without the dates showing, I can never tell whether it like whether it's the right way around or not. I'm just like, yeah, yeah I'm just going to put whatever I'm looking for and see if it's in the right order. Yeah. If it's in the right order, yeah. I'm good.
0: Yeah. So that swimmingly and beautifully <clears throat> leads us on to task management and nation. How? I don't know. Cause <laughs> how date, how dates, in the world? How in the world dates, is that a good transition? I think that worked. Due dates. Let's just say that
1: due dates are we talking due dates due oh, dates don't, action
0: dates don't, normal dates don't you did that on purpose I hate that functionality the due dates and due dates it's you have a different use case but like I find it very frustrating when people create a due date or a due date do date and due date <laughs> for the sake of having it I find it pointless. If you're going to complete that task, complete the darn task. If you're going to complete it in the future, assign the due date for the future. If it's going to have a long space in between, then quite simply, it needs to become a project.
1: That's something that springs to mind with, with me as well. When having a due date and a due date, or D-O and D-U-E, for a task, my question would be, what is the due date of the task? If, if it's a task, essentially it's an action. It's something you've got to do. For me, the due date of the task is the project date. Because mm. that is essentially the time limit. You need to get the task done by the end of the project. Otherwise, you haven't completed the project. Yeah. So unless the task is like more of a time spanny task where you've got like a couple of days to do it, but then still, if it takes a t- couple of days to do the thing, I would class that as a project, not a task. Correct. Because yeah, a task is something I'm going to do in like an hour. Mm. Um, and then subtasks would be inside the task. Mm. But yeah, so I have, I, I guess my due date of the task Is just like the due date of the task is the date of the task. And then the due date of the task is just the date of the project. So theoretically, I have a due and a due date, but those dates live in different databases inside of Notion. I have a date for the task and a date for the project. But with my new system, I kind of, I mean, I have the same principle, but it's a little bit more convoluted than that now. Only because it needs to be. Yeah. At the moment. yeah exactly and i think this is something I mean, we'll get into my space in a minute i don't really just want to talk about it because ugh, we've already spoken about it for like half an hour this morning we should have recorded that um <laughs> we really should have yeah but like so, some some tasks well a lot of my tasks i batch together so there are already dates set out for them so you'll be moving the dates to the same place over and over and over again mm-hmm. and th- those tasks that are just going to get done and batched together they're almost like a different category of task and this is actually something I, I had a conversation with someone on linkedin about this it was about tasks and I, I don't know whether categories of tasks is right but essentially you've got actionable tasks but then events are also a type of task right because events essentially are something you need to do it, action but events aren't the same as tasks Because tasks you can do normally wherever whenever whereas events are things you have a a place or a time to be there yeah. or be at yeah yeah so an event is still a task it's still an action so it can still go in the same database for me anyway but there are different things that go on it i.e a time <laughs> which is the big one and then you have reminders in themselves aren't tasks but they lead to tasks yeah like mo- most of the time you'll have a reminder it will lead to a task and similar with notifications like you'll get a notification the notification in itself isn't a task normally it relates to a task or it could relate to a task yeah Um, which for me all of that is tracked in notion so i have reminders notifications my notes all of that is related to tasks through relations so i can go back and forwards between everything which i guess comparing notion to other applications having that relation there just gives it that little bit more flexibility, power, 4D-ness. That's not a word, but it is now. Um, 4D-ness in in the way that you manage your stuff. I'm getting real technical, 4D-ness and stuff. But yeah, how you manage your stuff. Like if you can link it all together, then it just makes the flow easier, navigation anyway. And some of the other applications have the linking, but then don't have the structure. But then some applications have the structure, but not quite the linking. I think Notion, at the moment anyway, has a nice balance yeah
0: yeah and and also it is just for you isn't it like you've got to remember that the power of notion is also its biggest weakness the Mm -hmm. fact that you can do exactly what you want one you've got to know what you want which honestly until i started diving into this whole design shit
1: you realize it's audio so they can't see the fingers
0: there's fingers going design with inverted
1: commas. <laughs> You've done it again. You're like, I
0: know, but still, <laughs> no.
1: I'm probably like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, anyone listening to
0: this knows exactly what we're doing. and <laughs> Knows exactly how bad we are. So let's be honest. True, true. <laughs> so yeah, I lost my train of thought. Like until I, <laughs> I, yeah until I started diving into this workflow design methodology nonsense. I didn't really think about how I did stuff. I just showed up and did it and left. But then when I started diving into trying to make things easier for me, systematizing what I do, like creating an actual system, a set of, I suppose, points to cover every single day. things procedures. To do. Procedures, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you very much. When you have a set of procedures in place, one, it makes like your day go much faster day work day air quotes again go much quicker and also it, it really does make a difference for you as a as a business owner
1: yeah kind of you to, know that i think to, to riff on that is with when it comes to a system or building a system with with the boxed apps you don't necessarily need a system to start with which is why you can get started quite quickly. But if you have a system, you have two choices. If you're going to a boxed app, you either have to change your system to fit the app, which I don't like, or you have to make the app fit your system some way, which a lot of the time with boxed apps is hard because boxed apps have features that you can do. And like, That's cool. But what about this? Or I want this or I want that as well. And that is where if you have a system, you can make notion fit your system because that's what notion is notion is something where you just build what you want which if you have the system is nice if you don't have the system probably really sucks <laughs> it's been so long since i haven't had a system because i've been using notion for almost three years now um but when i started i remember i, I just saw it. what were you gonna say
0: i think we all do have a system in our heads it's just not fully formed we have ways of working that works for us. Mm-hmm. And and often when I speak to solo business owners, which is where I focus, like they know what they want to do, but they've tried the other apps, the boxed apps and are like, mm, I just can't be organized. It's just not possible for me to be organized. Mm. Like I just can't get this done because I can't do those things. And like going into like the psychology of it and... All that stuff, which is fun. Um, Like, if you can create something the way your brain works, there is only two apps I know that can do that. Rome and Coda? Rome and Notion. Because, well, and Coda to an extent-ish. If you like columns. Nah, because it's so messy.
1: I need like, to explore code more. Like the last time I explored it, I was like, yeah, it's okay. And then saw the paywall and I was like, nope.
0: Yeah. And then but I did like, the same with
1: Rome. I was like, oh, this is cool. Paywall. Nope.
0: <laughs> but even without the paywall, if your brain doesn't work, like with the sporadic note taking and information, Rome is useless
1: to you. Mm.
0: It, it, it's that it's, I think it's like Nest Labs. I can't remember her name. Anne-Larie or Marie, something like that.
1: Oh, with the architect
0: yeah with the gardener the architect and the librarian i think those although are very simplified it makes a lot of sense if you want oh go on i like this
1: yeah so I, I i recently so recording this i released my no gnome the roshan <laughs> roshan <laughs> and gnome oh God. notion and rome video wow yesterday and the comments have been great. I've got loads and loads of like thoughts and feedbacks of people, <coughs> feedback of people using Rome, feedbacks. Yeah, feedbacks. And I, I feel like there's a general consensus that unless you're doing long-form writing mm-hmm. and require lots of references going back to lots and lots of notes, Notion is a better use. Like everyone yeah. that uses Rome that was in the comments does a lot of long form writing, whether that's articles, blogs, doing their PhD or something like that. And it requires them to reference lots of other notes. So they've taken loads of notes, like 10 notes a day sort of thing, like loads and loads of written notes, loads of articles, clipping things, and then trying to mesh all that together into like a cohesive piece. If you're not doing that, Rome then falls very short on a lot of areas, which is where the video sort of goes. And I mean, Rome is a really good app for that. And it does some other bits well, but if you're not a heavy writer, Notion just makes more sense in a lot of cases.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and that that's the thing is that I respect Rome and what they're trying to create because it's really good. It's nice to think differently and be able to do this networked thought, as they say. But they do one thing really well and everything
1: else falls apart. Mm. Whereas, it Notion, necessarily fall apart, but yeah, I know where you're going.
0: But whereas, Notion does most things pretty well, but we're going to disregard their backlinks, <laughs> apart from backlinks which
1: just suck. Sorry for the developers that spent like months trying to work on those, but
0: yeah, like, I mean, there's, there's potential. potential, there is potential, yes, but right now, as of time of this recording, Blech. they don't have a use outside of reducing relation properties, which I still don't get. <laughs> he is, he's violently shaking his head right now.
1: No, don't use backlinks to replace relations. You can't use roll-ups, you can't use it in a formula, you then can't...
0: Yeah, but if you have something that doesn't require a formula, that doesn't require a roll-up...
1: But still, why would you want that massive list underneath the massive list you've already got in your database page? Oh, we, we've we got 15 properties in this page. Let's add backlin- backlinks and add another five bits to scroll past before you get to the page. But when, when the hide database property thingy comes in, that'd be nice. Yeah something that did come to mind when we were sort of like talking is the idea of evolution now i'm not talking biological evolution i'm talking uh philosophical evolution when it comes to our mindset our, our workflows our systems we are people we do not stay the same full stop we're it-
0: people <laughs> shit yeah
1: we're, we're wow. those human animal things that destroy the planet
0: we are human beings
1: but yeah so beans human beings bfg <laughs> Is that what you were referencing? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad I got that. BFG. <laughs> um, right, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, evolution. So we, our, our process is constantly evolving. Our workflow is constantly evolving. And like in Notion, you can add that tweak or add that thing yeah, or take that thing definitely. out. Definitely. And, and change it to how you're changing in the time. So if you're yeah. having a really bad time, I was going to swear then, if you're having a really bad time, you can go, you know what, I don't want to see all this stuff, or I don't want to see this, or I want to filter for that, or you know what, I'm just going to change this view to gallery because I feel like I want to visualize something. Or isn't the boxed apps, it's, you could do that in some of them, but it's a process to get that done. Yeah, yeah, um, and and I think
0: that's where Notion really does come into its own. Because I don't think that we have one system and then that's it. Mm -mm. No matter where we are in our business journey, our systems change with the times, with what's going on in the world, like with everything we're doing.
1: I mean, look at COVID. How many people have changed their workflow because of COVID? I have. I've had to. And like, more technology, different ways of communicating, different meetings. Like, yeah. It's going to change your workflow drastically. And if your system isn't flexible enough, you could get stuck. Yeah. Which is why I think a lot of people have moved away from a lot of the other apps.
0: Yeah, or or they just kind of go, eh, "It's fine, I guess." And I mean, let's take on the kind of elephant in the room with notion of recurring tasks, because no, it's not natively built in, but it is possible to implement. Like even on, an- the,
1: even on the live stream we did recently, like it was. It's such a simple, there can be such simple solutions to recurring tasks. You could, yeah. just, it's very easy to find ways of doing recurring tasks in Notion.
0: And the problem is not how do you do it, it's just which option do you have? Do you go formula based? Do you go template button based? Do you go just a simple property type and template? Like there are so many different ways mm. of doing it. That it's one of those things which you can tackle multiple ways. There is no one way, and I don't care how YouTube responds to the ultimate
1: recurring, the task.
0: ultimate recurring task database. No bullshit, because I bet you I won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing: is that it's that's not- marketing
1: and packaging.
0: Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I know it is. But still, the yeah. noise.
1: I I think. In uh, this is this is kind of going to make me sound old. In my time using Notion <laughs> as he chokes on his water, back I talk- in my day when we didn't have databases. No, I'm talking all database era, obviously, with formulas. And um, I, I must have made over 40 different formulas for recurring tasks, all doing slightly different things, working on slightly different properties, slightly different arguments, and they all work and they all do the exact same thing. <laughs> so just change the date and like my new process is just another way of doing it my new process incorporates a lot of other stuff together though look at what you need and then just build for it so the system we made on Sunday stream was quite literally just tag the task with recurring and then manually change the date if you don't want to manually change the date like in the i can call it a date picker because it's not a calendar but if you don't want to use a date picker just use a calendar and drag it in the calendar view Mm. there's so many different ways to do it yeah I, i kind of ranted and raved about rome's date picker someone put in the comments you don't have to use the date picker and you can use but you can just type the date and i'm like okay fine you can write the date but still, I'd have to write the date on all the tasks. If I've got nine tasks, I have to write nine different dates instead of just click, drag, click, click drag and drop, um, which is what we're talking about in the video. You're smiling. Do you click, want to get drag,
0: on tra- drop. I love that. I just uh, love the click, drag and drop kind of thing.
1: Oh, I during the recording, I was like, drab, drop. <laughs> I was like,
0: what? Drab, drop. I'm, I'm drab, drab, drop. Quick, dwab drop. <laughs>
1: I feel like that's kind of a good segue into how I've moulded my space a little bit. And John's having a little fit on his chair.
0: <laughs> nice, really exciting because we've already nerded out for like half an hour. As and and we get to do it, another half an hour It's great.
1: Go. Right. So I'm going to try and explain this audio. <laughs> Obviously, Notion is much easier explained when you can see what's going on. I mean, um, we could
0: just share the screen for the video viewers.
1: I could, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. So for those of you that have not seen my space, basically my areas database was a essentially a dashboards database. So what I did is I basically recreated, well, sort of recreated my space in that I changed my areas database into a dashboards database. So now I have a dashboards database instead of an areas database, but every single space has its own dashboard. So I have main dashboards, which if you're familiar with ClickUp, you've got spaces, folders, lists, tasks, subtasks and checklists. Now in my space, I have main dashboards, sub dashboards, then projects, then tasks and subtasks. So I have the same level of hierarchy in ClickUp as as I now do in Notion. So for those of you that can see my screen, I apologize, I have done absolutely like diddly squat when it comes to tasks i've been playing with notion so much so it's going to look disgusting but i now have a my dashboards at the top which are my main dashboards and if i was to go inside of any of these dashboards i can then see the sub dashboard for that one so for example if i was to go into linkedin because linkedin is one of my dashboards because it's one of the areas of social media when i go into here i still see all my main dashboards so my high level dashboard pages so i've still got facebook instagram uh, linkedin blogging stuff in there but then i have all of these sub dashboards for linkedin so at the moment it's just the one i have the one planning dashboard but i can split that up into video into a written post into a screen share and i can plan out those specific pieces in those specific context dashboards that are sub dashboards to my main dashboard i hope that made sense and then inside my main dashboard, I did pre. So I use my my projects database to plan pretty much everything out, and that is based on a due date. And what I've now got is I've got a list next to my calendar that has all of the projects that haven't currently got a date. So if I have a project in mind that I want to do, I I don't have to put a date on it. So it's going to be in the list. Then when I want it. to to be a thing, when I want to make it into a project, I can drag it from that list view into my calendar. And again, it just makes things easy. Instead of having to type the date next to it or wanting to change anything, I can see exactly what's happened beforehand because the calendar view, and I can see exactly what's happening afterwards because of the calendar view. And because it's in the same database, it's just a calendar view, I can drag and drop them in. Now, moving on to the tasks, and this is where John kind of like nerded out a bit before you go
0: on just to clarify if you want to scroll up again for the project so on the right hand side the to plan doesn't have a date is that filtered to not have a date am i Mm -hmm. i'm not mistaken yeah that's what i thought and so basically on the right hand side it will be the dashboard contains that one and date is empty oh it's beautiful it's so simple i absolutely love it (laughs) anyway now we're now we're gonna get nerdy let's go
1: yeah and so just to re-emphasize that bit so the date empty that's a date property And the reason I'm going to emphasize date property is because now I'm going to go into tasks. And (laughs) my my, my task has now drastically changed. You may have seen this by the time this this podcast comes live. I'm not going to share it in a video, but you may have seen it in a live show or something. My task database calendar view inside a main dashboard is now calendar by a formula date. So I'm going, for those of you watching, you'll be able to see... So I have a lot of date properties in my task database. I have two roll-up date properties, three formula date properties, and two normula, nor, normula? normal <laughs> normal, date properties. Normula. Wow. It's because I got formula on the brain. Um, so the date property from the projects database in the task database is a roll-up and um, for those of you who see I'm I'm like moving over with the mouse so i have the date property as a roll up in my task database and then for all of my tasks they are actually calculated in a formula i'm not going to i'm not going to show the formula on screen but essentially what the formula does is it looks to see where the task is so is the task in youtube is the task in linkedin is the task in blogging so it's looking for what dashboard the task is going to appear in and i have preset the days that i want those tasks to be done so if i have a video that is due let's pick a a date that's currently going so if if there is a video or a linkedin post because i'm in linkedin due on the 25th I can then select what week I want the task to be done. So if I want the task to be done two weeks beforehand, so it gives me a two-week buffer to do the project, I then have that in the formula. So the formula says, look for the project date, i.e. 25th, go back two weeks and select Monday. Then... What it's going to do is going. it's going to look at the name of the task. So script, create, publish, edit, record. It's going to look for those names and then it's going to add a certain amount of days onto it. So it's gone back two weeks to a Monday. If I want it to be done on that day, it will say add zero days to it. So research in YouTube will be on a Monday. So it will say if the name says research, add zero days. So it will stay on Monday. If it's a script, it may be Tuesday. I'm looking at LinkedIn. So script... In the formula, we'll say, if it says script and it's in the LinkedIn dashboard, add zero days. And that means that all of my tasks can be batched. So all of the scripting tasks for LinkedIn will be batched on the same day, the creating task and everything like that. Then I have the publish date and the publish date for every single task. So I have a task for publishing because there's a, a process I go through that has subtasks in it. So for those of you watching, I'm, I'm probably going to give a bad example because I'm not going to have any subtasks in here now, and I? <laughs> no. no I have
0: subtasks in here. Yeah.
1: Um, but in my publish task for YouTube videos, I have like tick boxes. Of like a process that i go through make sure i have put it on youtube pinned the comment shared it on twitter that sort of stuff but the published task is always going to match the project date task because when the project's due that's obviously when i want to publish whatever it is so i have the published date match the project date i have the project date property in my project database rolled up in my task database and that roll-up is being used in the action date formula inside the task database and matching that if the task says publish. And that's the same across the board. So what this means is when I put tasks into so when I create a project and so I put drag the task into the task database, the auto filter will assign it a dashboard. And then because of the formula, that will then assign all of the dates to the tasks. So I don't have to assign dates to any of my tasks that are in a dashboard, which means it speeds up my workflow like loads. And a failsafe inside that view is if I decide, actually, you know what, I want to do this task on a different day. I can add a date inside the date property, which is in my task database, which normally I would use for events. But I can add a date and that will override the formula. So if I do want to change the date, I can do So say it's due on the 22nd and I'm like, actually, you know what? I want to do this today. I can add the date in the date property to 21 and that will change the formula to 21. If I remove that date, it will go back to 22. So I have a fail safe if I want to change things or not. But what that means is I can make a project, move the task down. I don't even have to think about when the tasks are due because it's going to be done for me. And... If I move the project due date, so if I move it, if I decide, you know what, I don't want this project due this week, I want it to be next week, all those tasks will be moved accordingly. I won't have to go back and be like, I now need to move these tasks down a week because it's done automatically.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And this has come from your exploration of ClickUp, hasn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly that.
0: It's really good because there are apps that can do some things really well. And the cool thing about Notion is that you can take the best bits of many apps and create something new that is exactly how you would work. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking to figure out and and an see an example of what Danny's doing in a much simpler format, I do have a video. I think it's a live stream where I'm doing my weekly agenda. And it is basically that concept of assigning a day and then, like automatically assigning days for tasks. That is a simple version of what Danny's doing, which you can download.
1: And to give you an idea of how big that formula is, you know, the formula box that you get and then you can't scroll any further. Uh, Imagine that times that by three. (laughs) Um, That's how long the formula currently is. But yeah,
0: that's uh, like, there's a problem with uh, a potential problem with that. Like I would not, and I think you'd agree, suggest that anyone does this yet. Nope. Unless you have a humongous, clear structure and clear SOPs for every single task you do, you do not want to do this yet. Because
1: changing that formula. If you know what you're looking at, it's very easy. If you don't know what you're looking for and what you're looking at, good luck, because you will have to hit the arrow key across to go down to where you're finding. And I recently found out you can push control and end to go to the end of a formula, which is nice. Command um, and end for those on Mac. Oh, yeah. yeah Mac users. I think... The only people that have had issues on calls with me with their computer or Notion or something are Mac users. They're like, this privacy setting is this, or this setting doesn't let me do that, or this piece of software requires this add-on for this thing. And I'm like... Oh, I know.
0: Mac are really secure, but it does, is a pain in the backside.
1: In ClickUp, there was a feature that basically did exactly what I've done in Notion. It was called a Subtask. I can't remember what the click app was, but basically it moved the tasks for you, which is basically what I've recreated. And there are a few other things in ClickUp that I mean the API, that's a notion thing. Automations, again, that's a notion thing, as in like notion dev thing, like they've got to put that in. Um a lot of the automations you could do with filtered views and client views and things like that. But one of the other things was dependencies. Now, task dependencies in ClickUp work well. There's fine, you get a notification and blah, blah, blah. It works well. It's nice. The templates with dependencies was a bit funky and I didn't quite work out how to do that and stuff. But something that comes to mind when thinking about dependencies is why do you need them? That was the question I came up with. Why do I need dependencies? Because in my workflow at the moment, if I haven't scripted a video, I can't record the video. So it's not like I'm going to go, right, I'm going to record the video today, not knowing what the script is. I'm going to do the script. So for me, dependencies in my workflow right now, I really don't need them because I physically can't do the next task in the list unless I've done the task beforehand. It's I don't need a reminder for that. I just can't do it. So if that's the same for you, like those dependencies become redundant in ClickUp. Yeah, I can't think of a flow where you would need those. You're going to say something that contradicts me, aren't you? Yeah, go for it.
0: I think for teams, that's when that becomes more important. I mean, we can replicate and change that in Notion anyway. That's not really a... Po- Let's face it, we can replicate most things in Notion with a good formula. Like, that's well, the truth of it.
1: I don't even think you'd need a formula for that, because if you've got teams, essentially, you you have a team dashboard, right?
0: Yes, you would. But if you're looking at just your home dashboard, which I really do believe you should...
1: Well, yeah, um, but but if you have that, all you need is one property in your task database to say relying on. Have a have a task in there, and then just have a roll up, and then say, "Is this task done?" A roll up of like, "Is this task done?" If it is, then you can have a filtered view to say showing.
0: That's true. That, that's could. how I've done it for a lot of teams. But that's when, when it comes two, to that's two properties.
1: When it comes to like, the team space, when it comes to stages, if it's stage one. And if in the task, if stage one of the project is this and you want this task to be done at this stage, if those two are matching, just have a formula that says if this equals this, good, and then then filter for the tick box. And that uh, formula is not complicated. And you can do the same with tasks.
0: No, it is very simple. And you can do really, really simple formulas and stuff like that. It is possible. It just requires people to understand Notion a little bit.
1: Wow. (laughs) I was going to say with that one, you'd have to understand why you're doing the roll up, where to put the roll up and then Mm. the formula to match the two and then filtering for the formula that you've created from the roll up.
0: You'd have to. Yeah. But I mean, dependencies, (laughs) there's once again, multiple ways of doing it, multiple types of dependencies, blah, 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 blah,
1: blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I I mean, it it comes back to notion like you can build so many things in notion it just comes down to the workflow and whether you have the time patience inclination (laughs) to either build or pay someone to build that thing in notion whereas the boxed apps kind of give it to you straight up well some do a lot of the time the boxed apps will give you a feature straight up but then they won't give you another feature yeah so you, you get what you're given with the boxed apps you can't make your own thing so, I mean, like I've said, like I've replicated so many different apps inside of Notion. I think Ben Smith has done that as well. He's replicated, I think he's called it like Notionized or something. Yeah. Like Notionized other applications inside of Notion. they recreate like them. Yeah. You can do that as long as you understand how to build in Notion and you can see what the application is doing. So in pipe drive, you can see these are the stages. These are the numbers. This is how it's worked out the numbers. These are all the relations. And you just build it out. So I've built pipe drive in Notion. Oh. Are there things Pipe Drive does, like the paid versions of pipe drive further on and Salesforce and the rest of it that you would struggle to do in Notion? Yes. Yeah. But that's because it's got an API and it has automations. Yeah. As soon as Fingers crossed. Notion gets an API and automations. <laughs> uh, as soon as that happens, your ability to recreate a lot of those, I'm, I'm going to call it premium features of apps, will almost become easy. Because uh, as soon as you have an API, you have Zapier. As soon as you have Zapier, poof, <laughs> there's most That's your operations it. That's done. It. Yeah,
0: it's going to be amazing. Yeah, That's all we there's need.
1: your calendar. There's your the rest of the apps and the the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't use Zapier at the moment. I would imagine you can probably zap for uh, a Gmail. Can you zap with Gmail? Yeah,
0: you can send a Gmail the moment someone does something or other. You can add paid people into a database the moment that happens, like someone pays something, you invite them into the database. They, there's so much potential once Notion figures out what they need to figure out with API.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think because of the flexibility of Notion's platform and because of the vast ways things could be used, the API has got to be secure, (laughs) like secure and solid enough to withstand what us Notion nerds are actually going to do with it. Yeah. So notifications for project management inside of Notion. Yes, they work. They can be a little bit slow at times, but Mm. they work. And just having that ability to have it inside of Notion is useful. Would I have a full-blown conversation inside the discussions? Eh, you, you could do it. I mean, Jonathan's nodding. you probably got more experience with this than me.
0: Yeah, you can do it, and it's very effective. Like, it is, and, and it's asynchronous, so you don't have to... With Notion, you've set up the kind of knowledge that although, yes, I'm always in Notion, I'm not going to reply immediately. I will reply when I'm ready to reply. And so because of Notions, I suppose it can't do it perfectly, it makes you think twice before you add a question inside of Notion. But yes, you can tag someone and they will be notified. I actually, well, I was unwell yesterday I had 12 notifications that I needed to go through from an, um, another notion build that I'm doing at the moment. And so I was able to see those notifications, see where the page is, and then mark that down for review when I was feeling better. And so there's no, like for me, the notifications aren't necessarily for me to reply that for me to go, ah, okay, cool. I need to look at this, 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 and this. And then sometimes I do reply because you can reply in line, which is really helpful. So I think that notifications in Notion have a lot of value, but they are not what you would expect Slack to be or what you would expect an instant messenger to be. If you're going into Notion thinking you can have it as an instant messenger, well, I'm sorry, sweetheart, you need to go download the devil's app known as Slack or Facebook Messenger or
1: one of the other stupid apps that exist. Having said that, though, when i guess when you're working in a team Slack or something like that makes sense if you're a freelancer or a coach or consultant or something like that and then you're trying to talk with clients i would not suggest doing most of your conversations over social media like the leads like bringing in leads that's fine but when you're having a conversation with someone make it one platform yes danny what are you talking to me for because you don't you talk to everyone everywhere now that's for leads that's different that's the leads. So when I'm actually working with someone, I, I talk with them inside of Notion. I, I talk with them inside the Notion space, the Notion page, or obviously on a call. When, So the only conversations I have with people that are on social media are just like general, like just random questions or thoughts or comments someone's had uh, or someone's contacted me or whether they have specific conversations about whatever it is they want to do. Like sometimes it's email, sometimes it's all the social media platforms. And for me, for lead generation, that makes sense. Because mm. lead gen essentially comes from all the different platforms. That's the whole point of marketing on different platforms. There's no point marketing on Instagram and be like, oh, instead of using the DM, which is in the platform, can you just send me an email? <laughs> like, no. No.
0: I wouldn't let anyone send me an email anywhere I hate
1: emails. <laughs> yeah, I know. But if they can message you on the application that they've seen you in, or you can get in a conversation. Yeah, I agree. Comment, I'm being you know, facetious. You know what I mean?
0: You are very much right. I'm just being facetious because I can. It does
1: hard-ass. No,
0: I'm just being facetious. I'm not a hard-ass. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> For those who can't see me, I'm not a hard-ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then when you are doing communication inside of Notion, there's a few different ways you could do it. And I've I've actually found that not using the comment box and just using the page is actually more beneficial in some cases. So they'll literally just write on the page and just have all the tick boxes and just like at at me on like the end of the the task or thing they want to do. I've actually found that useful in in a lot of cases. You're like, no.
0: Well, there are very, I I prefer the comment box because I know who's talking. Yeah, I I guess I'm working with one person. Uh, Yeah. Whereas I'm working with multiple, I have been in the past working with multiple people. But yeah, I, I actually have a comment. I have a database for my team to chat with me. And so I have a team chat database, which automatically assigns who's talking, who last spoke and things like that. So yeah, I think both work. But I feel that the comment box is probably the most powerful if you yeah. have multiple people. But if you want to add images and text and stuff like that, then no, the text, the, the actual page itself works far, far better. But it gets messy really fast.
1: Yeah, I guess it comes down to a bit of discipline, which I know a fair few people struggle with political it's about,
0: set, it's about setting boundaries like i think i've had this discussion with a, a number of people recently was it you i don't know whether it was you no, i don't think it was you but like, if you don't have about ba- your boundaries clearly set i don't remember who it was i was talking to someone recently and i've just forgotten if you don't have clear boundaries set then people will just keep talking to you because they don't understand what the limitations are mm-hmm. um you know- yeah
1: it was uh, on the Sunday stream
0: Oh yeah. Well you can now go back and watch that so I don't have to round about it again.
1: You just gonna be like, I'm 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 not talking anymore. You can just go there.
0: Just go over there. So it's just giving you free advertising again. Goodness sake.
1: <sighs> well, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that seems to kind of wrap it up in a nice little bow. Let us know if anyone is still watching after episode one. Listen. Um, hmm?
1: listening it's a podcast remember it's both
0: let us know in either the youtube comments or the podcast comments or whatever comments you can see on whatever platform let us know what you think reach out to us on twitter is probably the best way because we spend way too much time on twitter
1: you do Um, yeah you do
0: i don't you spend way more
1: time on it than i do no i don't anyway
0: beside the point thank you very much for joining us for this episode of the notion nerds podcast and we will sh- see you see sh- you we are sh- you, we'll see sh- you in the next episode well um
1: sort of we won't, we won't hear actually us it. and sort of see us
0: <laughs> at the same time you'll see and hear us depending i will on see you
1: work. in the next episode john well
0: yeah i'll see you as well danny so there we go now shut up right bye, guys. <laughs> bye guys